Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today is episode 143, and we're going to be talking about traditional jobs versus entrepreneurship and how one plays a role into the other. It's a lucky, lucky, blessed day for all of us because we get to be in the same room to record our podcast juntitas. Bravo! Bravo! Directamente desde Southern California, las tres juntas. Northern California joined us in SoCal on this pretty day. So bonito el día. Uh, estamos desveladas, but it was... It's all good for a good reason, porque hicimos mucho, planeamos muchas cosas, um, y, y nos estamos tomando un vinito rico ahorita con Irene, pero no puede, pero nos está acompañando con cheers, su agua. Cheers, 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 chulas, cheers. And cheers. for the women that did not know, we had our business retreat. Oh, I have to drink, sorry, I don't mala suerte. <laughs> sí, sí. Aunque sea agua. Um, we had our business retreat. So like any business and you want to make sure that your team and, you know, us as, as founders of this organization of Level of Latina and not only that, but business partners, we need to make sure that we're on the same page, that we understand where we're at and um, and see where we shape the vision of what Level of Latina is now and where it's going to be. So it's the beauty of that. So that's what brought us together this time around. And like Ceci said, we did, we're estamos un poquito cansaditas. They changed the hour on us. Oh, my God, yes. Spring forward. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Please, because I got on the wrong freeway today. Me oh, too. Yes. You knew you were coming here. Tu ves aquí. I, I was the boba, like, distracted talking to my husband on the phone. I'm like, it's going to take me forever to get from Long Beach to Compton. Because <laughs> oh Did you make it all the way home? Almost? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been I funny. I could have. The 405. This is going to squad with you guys in my living room. No cierto. Like I made it. I'm here. Here. drinking with my girls but yeah it's good to be together to have our annual retreat lots of business lots of fun things to come for our clients Yay. and those following us good plans good plans Chito. we'll take out all the drunken parts and we'll leave in all the good stuff there you go it's funny because i feel like i'm, I'm star, like starstruck i'm watching my two friends <laughs> <laughs> lifelong friends in my in my dining room and we're and we're podcasting and i'm like I'm this is real in Vero's beautiful house i know Vero has an amazing home and an amazing neighborhood it's like zen whenever you come here yeah. i love it yes yeah, so yeah. we're doing our best okay felicidades wait says he's the one que canta canta pues no pues canta si te nace si te nace monkey dance dance monkey dance see this is the difference between a traditional job and entrepreneurship there you go it's our business and this is how we run it y grabamos lo que queramos yeah so the beautiful thing is that, you know, we were having this discussion earlier in the week, um, how uh, many times, like when we're doing our traditional jobs, I, I believe we've all worked in one way or another traditional job, the nine to five. And we talked about it this morning when we woke up and um, traditional jobs really help kind of shape us and create some sort of structure and understanding business or, you know, the way a certain industry kind of works. Mm -hmm. um, then you come in and you have a mind and you're like, hey, I could find myself doing this better or doing this, providing this kind of service because of, of what I've learned. So I feel for me, I'm a big advocate of like, yes, go learn, you know, the, you know, learn the tricks of the trade, go learn a job, go work a traditional job. And some of some of us that have that entrepreneur spirit take a lot from what we learned, we've learned in those traditional jobs onto mm -hmm. our entrepreneurship 
journeys and it gives us kind of like that boldness, the courage to establish something new that many times we hold ourselves back, especially with Latinas. Mm -hmm. And this has also been an ongoing topic, Latinas opening so many businesses, yeah. right? Becoming mm -hmm. the fastest growing um, oh, women, the, the group of women opening businesses and starting new businesses. So um, what do you ladies think that from the uh, traditional aspect to the entrepreneurship, like what have you learned in your traditional, I guess, jobs mm -hmm. that have in one way or another helped you um, shape what it is, this entrepreneurship journey? For me, I think the best thing I've taken from my traditional job is just that as an entrepreneur, you need structure. Mm -hmm. So you have to have organization. It can't be haphazard as an entrepreneur if you don't have structure. Because in a traditional job, you're oftentimes clocking in or clocking out. You have a boss. You have mm -hmm. staff meetings. You have this structure in place. Whether you like it or not, hopefully you're a good employee and you're working hard. But there's these checks and balances that as an entrepreneur, you're not going to have. Mm -hmm. So you need to create your own checks and balances. And whether that's you having your own calendar, your own commitments, your own contracts. We have a founder's contract. Making sure that that is tight and that you are keeping your commitments. I think that a traditional job gives that to you for sure as an entrepreneur. And on the flip side, I'm really glad that in my early 20s, I tried to be an entrepreneur doing like sales and insurance sales. It was one of the best things I ever did, one of the hardest things I ever did. But it taught me a lot very quickly about how entrepreneurs are actually like, they're just like, to me, and everybody's different, but I think they're, it's like the promised land when you can control your own business, your own time, formulate an idea, create it. It's your baby learning about the entrepreneur world actually made me better in my traditional job, weirdly enough. Mm -hmm. Like I was much more independent, much more willing to be malleable, to learn, to grow, to take the things that I had to learn as an entrepreneur, doing it independently, which granted probably with a lot less structure, that's why it was so hard and a lot less discipline. But I learned so many great skills being an entrepreneur and in sales, because sales is, man, you got to work hard for that dollar. Then I could use it. So I like to say that both work together. You use one for the other. So your traditional job teaches you to be a, be a better entrepreneur and vice versa. When you're an entrepreneur and then you go back into a traditional role, it also helps you, I think, just have a different lens because there's such great skills to doing it on your own and having that independence. But structure for sure, for sure helps entrepreneurship from the traditional piece. I agree. I uh, When you were, I had written down organized, like, I was so organized in my traditional job. I mean, I still am. And it just, you know, it's having that discipline, having, um, you know, your calendar and learning, you know, your nine to five. And this is what I need to do. But that helps as an entrepreneur, because like as an entrepreneur, you can be all over the place. Like, OK, I'm going to do this. And then, and you know, if you're just if you're just doing your entrepreneur work. And you don't have structure, you know, you can start something and then te levantas, haces otra cosa. Uh, but if you, we talked about this yesterday, like giving yourself like, okay, if I'm going to work on Level Up Latina stuff, I'm going to give myself two hours. Y, y ahorita nomás voy a enfocarme en, estas, en, en Level Up Latina stuff. So I think that has helped me just keeping, keeping that time slot for me to do work for entrepreneur because si no la hace uno quien, you know, it's our business. We want to make it grow. How do we make it grow? By by, um, you know, making time for it, carving time out, um, planning this retreat. You yeah. know, we, we knew we needed to sit down and map out what the next year was going to is going to look like and what we want the future of our company to look like. So we needed to make time, carve out, um, work together. We're friends, but no nos vinimos de parranda. We like we sat down, we we stayed up late um, and, you know, got the work done. And had honest conversations yes. and really discussed from learning. I think 
those skills too you learn in a traditional yeah. job we talked about that too mm -hmm. like learning to talk about performance learning to deal with performance that might not be there or how to be your best possible person working hard to make those dollars now in traditional jobs there's a cap right that's the part mm -hmm. you, you don't necessarily like yeah. in an entrepreneur venture there's no cap you can make as much as you want to make but you often use those skills that transfer over to be able to be quite profitable without a cap in an entrepreneur journey yeah i feel that with the entrepreneur journey you have that freedom, right? Yeah. It's um, the, the flexibility, the freedom to be able to structure things the way that will work for that specific particular organization. Yeah. Um, with us, I feel that, you know, we've worked jobs that have to have certain systems in place. Yeah. We've had to implement new systems. We've had to train others to be, uh, you know, to understand and kind of believe in those systems so that things can work and you have a well oiled running machine. Mm -hmm. And with us, it's like, okay, you know, this this was another real important part of the business retreat that we had is, uh, you know, how do we keep this running? How do we keep it running? What systems do we have in place now? Are they working? Mm -hmm. And then also being able to accept that since we are business owners, we know that we do have to take a lot of things upon ourselves because, you know, hey, we mm -hmm. split up the responsibilities evenly. Mm -hmm. How how do we make sure that it's it's fair? And um with that, we we have to have those honest conversations about, hey, I might need to be right. You know, I might need to step away for a little bit or take less on, and the rest, making sure that the rest of your team, and in this case, you know, let's say it's me, I needed to take some time away, being okay with Irene and you, Sesti, to be like, hey, we're gonna take over. Don't worry, don't stress. We've got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's having the breastfeed right that baby girl. That's your only <laughs> I know. job. That's your only job. <laughs> So it's, um, you know, just keep a baby alive, you know, <laughs> just a small little feet, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's important, you know, things like that really the entrepreneurship gives you that flexibility. Doesn't mean you won't be working more. Right. Doesn't yeah. mean that I always knew that when I worked a traditional job, which even then that job, those jobs didn't seem much like traditional yeah. jobs, but I learned a lot of the key things that have helped me be like, okay, this is how you work with a team. This is how you kind of step back and allow others people to, you know, step up. Yeah. when we talk about people's strengths right wait who yeah. has what strength like, let's let's let them shine in that and take on take it on and and be okay with that um but for me it's like i felt that the fact that i i went from such a needing like in my personal life i'm like i don't need structure i can i'll figure things out but when it comes to work there's so many things that are so key you know that show you like I feel that you touched on something Sessie where like when you're in a traditional job you clock oh no I really think yeah you clock in you clock out mm -hmm. when you're entrepreneurs the fact that you're on all the time because it is your mm -hmm. business I remember working sometimes 12 hour days 16 hour days if I had events it was mm -hmm. like three days straight of like you know 14 hour days so I knew that that was what required of me for those specific days however I would take my time to rest right like oh you know I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take Tuesday off since I worked Thursday through Monday. I'm going to take Tuesday off just to regroup and make sure I come back Monday and start doing payroll for everyone, all this good stuff. But these are things you learn. And when you become an owner, a business owner, an entrepreneur, you need to be able to implement structures like that to allow yourself to rest because you end up being the one that's responsible for many, many things mm -hmm. that to keep your operation going. And you forget to give yourself that break, the day off, the vacation. Yes. And Irene's like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can take my vacations yeah. and still be yeah. chingona yeah. Um, and not have to stress about that, you know, but it's like, it's, I think the majority of us don't, you know, lack that, you know, 
we're like, yeah, we can be structured and show up, but when do we clock out for yeah. a bit? And that and that's becomes that's the challenge when you become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Any any advice you have on that end, ladies? I think um with this day and age, like because we have everything at the tip of our hands, like it's hard. It's yeah. hard to turn off. It's hard to t- turn off, but I think it's important to implement those boundaries. Like we had recently, like, okay, on our WhatsApp group after nine, let's not discuss anything big. And if it's going to be something big, let's discuss it via email or during our, you yeah. know, our monthly meeting, because you know that, you know, you go to bed and it's your business and you're thinking of like all these things. I'm like, oh my God, I need to work on this and this. Yeah. And so creating that boundary uh, allows us to turn it off. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're going to be able to like turn it off because we've talked about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's something like a million cosas. But at least having that structure, like, okay, after a certain time, let's just turn it off because we turn off our traditional jobs. Let's also turn off like our entrepreneurial brains. So I think that's my tip, like creating that boundary, like a certain time, we're going to stop doing this. I agree. But I also like, I was telling you guys earlier, like I like to honor space on my calendar. So I like live and die by my calendar. Yeah. Like yeah. my staff at work, I'm sure are like this girl, I live and die by my calendar. It's like ahead of time, I can plan my life around it. Then I can plan vacations around life, mm-hmm. around my kids' milestones. I don't always get it right. Like this retreat happened. And then my son had a dance that was moved to this weekend because yeah. of the Omicron thing. Yeah. So like I couldn't be there yesterday, but his dad was there for him, drove him to the dance. But our calendar is like that. It's like yeah. mapped out with everybody's life. And I think that helps me turn it off because it's like I today, these six hours, I'm doing this thing and I already put like all these other things around it and they can't happen at this time and I can't do everything. So whoever wins on my calendar is kind of like who gets my attention. And I think it's it's working for me. I definitely have used that a lot through Level of Platina, through being involved in the kids school. Like that's who wins the day. Like you got on my calendar first. And so I'm volunteering a lot in the kids school. And sometimes my work things will have to take a back seat because I already committed to being in my kids school a certain day of the week. And it was the three months earlier and then so something else will come up and I'll be like no I honor my calendar like I am not gonna bail on my kids I treat their commitments at their school like I do job things and the same with the podcast like the same with the guilt-free squad like I do not bail on that unless you girls know in my calendar I can't make that date I won't be there I'll be traveling can we move it like I love to be very clear on my calendar because then I don't feel guilty Mm -hmm. then I don't feel guilty Mm -hmm. then it's like I put the, I would be at the nail salon right now. So I'm not dealing with that other thing, but what we, but we will mess that up a lot. And I've made that mistake. Oh, it's fine. I'll just put that aside, put that aside. But no, like Mm -hmm. this was me time or this is my kid's time or this is my date night, right? Yeah. Date night is like so like sacrilegious to us and my family. But if we didn't put the value on it, then I would be always having work to do work that's volunteer work, work that's entrepreneur work, work that's traditional work. And then my family, my travel, the things that I love would be on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So next week I'm speaking at the students career fair for the middle school and I'm missing a retreat for some other network that I'm in. And I, luckily I have a staff member that can go in my place and it all works itself out. Mm -hmm. I was considering just going late because the truth is I already put the first three hours of my day for my daughter and I'll do the last three hours of my day at that, but I don't have to, which is good. And then I also volunteered to do this thing and I'm going to be on a red table talk panel discussion at the juvenile hall with women that are really trying to get their lives going. And it's completely volunteer. A friend from high school asked me to do it. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if something comes up for work, I take a lot of pride in saying, no, I'm volunteering and I will be at yeah. LA County Juvenile Hall. Yeah. But it makes me feel good, right? It makes me yeah. feel so good. I've, I've removed the camera de seat or I should reprioritize or I should know I want to do this thing and feel good that I did it. And then 
if my next day is all level of Latina or my weekend is all, then I work on a Saturday maybe, but I got to take that Thursday off to do something that's a volunteer thing. So I, the tip of the day will be for me and we can all have a different one, but I like to suggest like honor your calendar, put it on your calendar, hold that space and then show up and hope that other people will do the same, but they may not, they may not take their calendar as seriously as you do. And that's okay. Let people be themselves. Right. Um, That's the thing about entrepreneurship too. We're all doing it differently in a work structure. You can do that by the way too. Like there's a lot of people working remotely right now and they have like open calendars and then you realize that no, you can tell people that you need focus time, that you don't have time for them to call thousands of meetings for you and calling meetings at five o'clock on a Friday. Who the fuck does that? Fire those people. (laughs) 559. Oh my right? God. Fire them. And on Monday, they're like, hey, have you seen my email? You haven't responded. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you did send it end of day, Friday. Like, how do you want a response? Like, right now. No. You can wait till I get through the rest of my email. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't hear from me within 24 hours, yeah. then we can talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, honor it honor that space honor that honor that troca que pasó. honor it it's special appearance it's in the corridor blasting or the other rap music in my oh, school so i read yes she's like the most random like gangster gangster but when you see these gangster pictures you're gonna like them mm-hmm. <laughs> that was an exciting part i think my tip is also um, I love what you girls mentioned what you girls you guys are girls you guys are women um, for me, it would be um, there's no right way to do it, but when something does, if something is important to you, you will find a way. Yeah. You know, if, you know, but being very clear with the people you're doing business with, that would be my first tip where it's like, hey, I, um, my, my, like for me, I'm going to give my example, right? Like m- mornings are crazy for me. Yeah. I usually have, you know, um, my afternoons and my evenings are going to be to address emails, do this. Like, um, I will accommodate, you know, I can accommodate anything after 11 and mm-hmm. we have a call. So it's knowing really what you can work, you know, where, where you, what you can do, what you can contribute and understand that if sometimes you can't do it, like I said, make sure that you, let, you know, you, you, you put, you let, you notify people, you let them know. So for me, it's just being clear when you are available, because then you do get this guilt of like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. Or, you know, maybe I, I there's always something that's going to be holding you back. And the little voice in your head finds a way to make it make mm-hmm. itself heard to make you feel like you're not doing enough or something. But I feel when you're really clear on, hey, I am available, I can do this to this and you show up and you and you stay committed that way. And you don't let the people around you down, and the in the times that you have said you will be there. Yeah, I think that brings a lot of value. And the beauty is that in entrepreneurship, when you are a business owner, you're able to do that. Like, hey, does this work for you? Yeah. And if that's the case, then yes, perfect. Or like, hey, that doesn't work. Do you think you can work this? And being able to compromise, be accommodating, but at the same time, not aprovecharte. See, sí. yeah, you know, and still get the work done. So for me, it's like just be very upfront with what you can contribute, what you can make yourself available for upfront without it's being like, oh my God, here's a 30 million, Pero hasn't gotten back to it or such and such hasn't gotten back to it. Well, why? It's like, make sure you let people know upfront so there isn't any questions or wonders or why isn't this person showing up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, well, going back to, I think you pointed it out, like uh, being flexible and in, in, during the pandemic and knowing like what type of work environment you want. I think that was, that was what happened with me because mm-hmm. I came from like a traditional yeah. law firm, like nine to five, um, ex, you know, uh, partners expecting you to like work beyond that. Yeah. Or maybe yeah especially lawyers, lawyers. Yeah. yeah it's like, sure. it's expected. And 
You ain't talking to the juvenile hall unless you're representing them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you their attorney? <laughs> Bitch, get back to work. You, I know. you ain't representing them. Do we have a contract? Today? Do we have a contract? Like, um, <laughs> have we formed a contract? Have we formed a spit? No, oh, me. Oh, sorry. Laughing, then, like, <laughs> we get to spit on each other today because we're together. I'm trying not to because I'm over here like freaking fighting influenza over here. You already gave me that shit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we made that earlier. It's cool. Meta <laughs> wanted that pose where we were like oh, <laughs> loving on each other. That Gap commercial. Can we do the three-way kiss, please? <laughs> <laughs> about you, girls? Can we do the three-way? Just wait for these pictures. Oh, <laughs> anyway, you were saying, I was saying so, as an how, attorney. As an attorney, you know, I, gave, I came from that culture and then I think uh, lo padre, I guess, was that I was able to take like those two years off and be a full-time mom. But then going into my new role, like I I knew like the mm -hmm. environment that I wanted mm -hmm. one and to have that flexibility because I still wanted to be, you know, room parent at the girls preschool. And I, so I went in already kind of knowing that. And I think lo padre de la, I guess, de la pandemia was that there was remote work yeah, and I was able to do that. And I still am able to do that because now I'm, I'm, you know, only in the office three days a week. And then the bookends, Monday and Friday, I'm yeah. at home. So those days, yeah, I'm working from home, but I'm also carving out time to, um, I think in a week or two, I'm going to go read to the girls' class and yeah. talk about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. and being a woman attorney, you know? Like, yeah, uh, that's so cool. So, you know, having that, that, so I knew, I knew that that's what, well, that's what being an entrepreneur taught me, I guess, during the time of, um, that I was taking a break from practicing law is like, okay, this, this career as an entrepreneur allows me to have that flexibility and be there for my daughter's life. So if I'm going to go back to law, I want to have that flexibility and be, um, you know, happy where I'm, you know, being thrilled, driving to work, like, oh my God, I'm going to go help these people. Uh, we talked about this last night too, we like did. just having, having, Ha having that passion, uh, you know, wanting to wanting go to work, to be going wanting to, work, to be there, you know, like it's a nonprofit. Yeah, we talked about like it's it's lower than you know in in private practice, but it's like oh my god, I love it, you know, and you know los viejitos, and you know, and and they're so grateful. Um, but I think that's kind of like lo padre de la pandemia break that I learned and like made me realize okay, that's what I want. This is the type of work I want, and I still want to be you know part of like the parent committee and be involved and be available um and be there for the community too you mentioned uh talking to the juvenile hall i was i was contacted by my high school uh maybe last month by the puente mm -hmm. counselor mm -hmm. like if i wanted to speak at a girl chat table talk and mm -hmm. i'm like yes of course i want to you know it's it's, vir it's virtual so yeah. i'm like i could log in from work and do that because those things are important for me to pave the way yes. forward and like Hey, you know, I'm from Hayward. I went to your school. Yes. I was a chola. I was a chola. <laughs> <laughs> ¿A dónde tú vas? ¿De allí vengo? What's sí. that saying? Yeah. yeah. ¿Por dónde tú vas? Yo ya vengo. That's uh -huh. it. Yeah. That's it. Ceci chola. <laughs> it's funny that, you know, with, with the pandemic, really, the pandemic brought to light all these things. The thing is that when um, I would, like, I was aware of people working from home, it wasn't as yeah. common. I used to. It wasn't as common. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as common, but you're like, why would anyone work from home? Yeah. Just the yeah. fact that we grew that. up understanding that, you know, a traditional job is you office, yeah. you do this. Thank you, Mad Men, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, fuck you know, that, actually. We got structured. <laughs> and, um, but for me, it's like, these are parts, like, if you are not an entrepreneur, and you're staying, you're going to stay the path of a traditional, you know, job, it's knowing that you have the ability to negotiate these things. Like, hey, I want to work with this company. However, I would appreciate the flexibility. Yeah. And if you are able to give me, you know, two days out of the week, 
to work from home, to be present, to yeah. be able to be present in your to volunteer in that in, in in your children's life or whatever it is that you want to contribute to. So volunteering, let's say you're like, oh, I don't want to be a mom, but I, I do want to show up for other people and yeah. make a difference and give back. You have this ability to negotiate that within your workspace. And I feel the pandemic allowed the realities of like yeah. the, 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 the environment, the work office environment, the hybrid model, that hybrid model now is like the thing. Yeah. But before is that I don't think many people were even aware that you, yeah, had, those that you options, had those options, you know, um, Part of my job, though, I mean, we were talking about nonprofits making less money. That's how they paid me in the beginning. I was telling you all that in the beginning, I didn't make a lot of money there, but they paid me in time. So what I oh. like about my job is that in a lot of ways, it has that entrepreneurial spirit to it. And it's like, if you were getting the job done, less tabs were kept on you, more entrepreneurial. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so if you get your job done, sure. My bosses were like, we don't care if you work from home. You're like the one person who's earned it here. You're a director now. If you want to work from home, Mondays and Fridays, for instance. So then when I went on leave for a whole year, they were like, yeah, you can do it for a whole year. You're the ED now. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll trust you for this whole year to do your thing. But you got to get results. That's very entrepreneurial in nature. Because yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest gripe with like traditional jobs is, there's all these rules for the sake of rules, and that's bullshit. To me, that's absolute bullshit. Like, And I know we're speaking now in hindsight, but I also am speaking from a very credible place of why I went through this before the pandemic and before people got into working mm -hmm. from home. Sometimes it's like, oh, you just got to work your eight hours because we said so, and you got to clock mm -hmm. it at this time because we said so, and everybody gets an hour because we said so, and mm -hmm. bureaucracy and paperwork. And No, you can be flexible. You can give people work-life balance. You can come time. You can, you know, my mm -hmm. job before years ago, if we worked on a Saturday, even if we worked one hour, two hours, three hours, they would give us an eight-hour day for that yeah. off the next week. Like, dope shit. Like, why be like money hungry? The corporate part, yeah. I think that's what they're missing that the nonprofit part kind of has. And yeah. not all nonprofit. So I'm sorry if you're a nonprofit that like runs you ragged. But I love that when I got that job. I was like, I show up for two hours, do something I love, like, you know, pet dogs with veterans for two hours in Long Beach at a park. And then they gave me a whole eight hour day in the they middle of the week to volunteer. And then, yeah, now I'm taking through myself. No, but there was lots of work life balance, but that's very entrepreneurial. That's very yeah, entrepreneurial where you got to bust it and maybe you like spend a whole weekend working, 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 but then you can relax for a week. It's got that culture of like, what makes the bottom line dollar? It can be intense and it can be stressful, but results lead you not like culture or what rules say or and i know hr people don't come at me like i get it like you've got to have a lot of rules and there's stuff and some people will yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not saying take advantage of people i'm saying be kind to people stretch for people give them the benefit of the doubt if they're getting the job done then i think you should reward people and now through the pandemic i think we're learning that like give people that work-life balance give them the hybrid model they're happier let them save on gas or whatever but i think it's i personally believe and i like in my office to have the culture of kind of like if everyone's getting their job done then i have no qualms about this being a very relaxed entrepreneurial do your own systems obviously we show up for structured staff meetings and we follow shared systems but if everyone gets their job done i don't need to make you oh sorry sissy sorry i didn't copy your face i know <laughs> i was holding it it's okay I knew it was good. And I didn't want to lose you. Whatever it was. I was like, she's either got a poop or cough because yeah. she took off <laughs> the bat out of hell. Something's going on. She didn't like this statement. She wants us to go back to rules and tradition. Anyway, I lost my train of thought. I know. But I know wherever you work, you can design your life is the point. You can design the way it mm -hmm. is there. You can have an entrepreneur type job as a traditional job. I remember when I became ED, the person that put me in that role was like, you're going to do you. This is a very entrepreneur type space. And you do you how you want and you build it how you want and you lead us. And I that was the most liberating thing anyone could have ever told me. I loved it. I knew that I would have ultimate autonomy. You will also be the one that pays the price for bad mm -hmm. decisions and not growing, but you are just like an entrepreneur. You're not making money. You're struggling through the tough times. Like, oh, they gave me so much freedom. 
They give me so much freedom. I have so much space, but it may not always be good. So that's the story. I came from a corporate side and it really makes a difference the kind of corporate company you work for. Like I, I had had the experience of a privately held company to an open, you know, stockholder kind of uh, company, a corporation that, you know, responds to these stakeholders. So I feel that even within a privately held company, that it works differently than the than than the other version of it, mm-hmm. uh, of the stakeholders, because they do a privately held company really does take the time to create that entrepreneurial spirit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to give you that ownership. We're going to mm-hmm. train, develop you, invest in you and ensure that, you know, at the end, you show up and you're happy to be here and yeah. drive this business. And I feel that even within corporate America, there are these differences and I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to this company, like Enterprise good, Car, like good. to this day, yeah. privately held company, and they really do value their employees. And I remember like when I was in the thick of it, I was like, fuck this place. I know, it's you hard know? to see it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's always like hindsight. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? A lot of the things I've learned, a lot of the things I've experienced and that helped me move forward and created that entrepreneurial spirit was the training development support that I received at this huge company that the reason they invested in me was because they were they were vested in their employees that it was hard work yes yeah that you would have yeah. to put in the work to learn all this shit yes like you from the ground up you need to learn an operation that's what entrepreneurship is yes you're gonna start learning you know things from the ground up manage like, people if you're in a, a restaurant and you know so much work and yeah. your chef doesn't show up one day the yeah. what are you gonna do so, so much work. like you need to find solutions, right? So I, I feel that even within the corporate world, there's going to be the privately held companies I, I, I give props to because they do, you know, they, they run business a little different and they make sure they keep it, they keep it like a feel of a mom and pop. Mm-hmm. But then there's, and then there's corporations that are, like I said, stakeholders and they have people to answer to. And that's where fluctuation comes in. And sometimes you don't get support and then they're constantly changing because, you know, the bottom line and profits are what's important. Yeah. And, but I feel like if you don't have the people, how can you, to push for that, you know, for your bottom line, then how are you going to perform? Yeah. But I feel that in my, from my experience, like the, the working for a privately held corporation um, really, really like does make an impact in how they develop you as um, a business owner entrepreneurial. and entrepreneur yeah. aspect. That's yeah. beautiful. I think everybody should have that skill. I think everyone should spend some time. That would be my advice in your early 20s. Spend some time doing it all. Like try different traditional sectors. Like mm-hmm. Vettel said, you know, it's mm-hmm. private, public. Why not? Even if it's you volunteering, but to mm-hmm. see how the culture and the structure work. Yeah. Try your entrepreneurial like ventures. Do it. Like you have a talent, you want to sell something, you want to tener tu puestito. Like try doing this mm-hmm. on your own for a little while, so you have that experience as you get better. It's like more ammunition in your toolbox. Like you might appreciate that traditional job a thousand percent more once you went out on your own. Then you yeah. understand, like, man, my boss wasn't that much of a bitch actually. Like this shit is hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard to be the boss. She was right? just really trying to get me out to lunch. And yeah. I was like, Leave, I have, give me fifteen more minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's. I think it's good to have that variance when you can try and dabble in different sectors, doing it on your own, working for someone, um, different cultures. Like maybe it's just not working because your environment. We use the word toxic a lot, but it just may not be a fit. It may not be a match like your office is full of older people that you can't relate to yeah. and you're unhappy there for this one little thing that you could tweak we talked about that on the guilt-free squad like yeah. 
teachers that are not absolutely happy being teachers in their traditional job, that's a great example of like, get out, still use that teaching degree for profit in some other way, work for online companies that are still teaching. I mean, there's a lot of homeschool based companies now that need teachers. They likely pay you in a commission that feels very entrepreneurial. You're still using your, you know, you work so hard for your credential or whatever the schooling was. And you don't have to be that teacher that's like working at the school where you're like, they don't support me here. Like, I don't like how I feel or or the parents don't support me or whatever. So be really creative in your avenues to design your own life. And you don't have to feel stuck on a path. I love Ceci's example always because yeah. she's still a wonderful lawyer. And she is using her skills in a different place that has a lifestyle that coordinates with her journey right her journey. now. Yeah. And she's valuable. And you're still that amazing lawyer. You just don't have to be in that other traditional setting that I had lear- never had heard much about until today. Learned even more about the inner workings of oh, that yeah. setting. Yeah. And I find that, yeah, you're much suited, much better suited yeah, for this right? now. I, yeah, It's funny how those, those things to work out yeah we have to kind of like allow for you know a lot of times the the pivoting or the allowing the change because of where we're at in our life like we hold ourselves back because like no 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 it it should be like this it should be like this but then it's like honestly like no like it doesn't make sassy any less of a lawyer because she doesn't have to go to trial yep it's just it's saving her some time to spend with her with her family or how she chooses to spend that time she can choose to be like I don't have that. I don't have to go save that time for trial. I can spend a few more time, a little more time with more clients. Yeah. You know what? A one-on-one, but you decide how you do that. So it's like you mentioned the, the guilt-free squad and what we discussed, you know, there and with, with Ceci's experience, I feel that it's good to take what you're good at and be like, okay, I maybe not love this, but the specific part of what I do, but I really do love these yep. aspects of it. Yep. How can I bring this into what, into, and give myself what I need and and live off of it you know Mm -hmm. and i I feel that we will find that much more joy in our life when such an important part of us which is what we need to generate income to live right this is still something important for us yeah that that's still going to bring us some sort of like that joy and for us to enjoy enjoy that much more and be more present and be more willing to be like yes i'm gonna do that and you get up in the morning with motivation and you're not like, oh my God, I gotta go to work. It's more like, yeah, I get to get to work today. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the lesson from last week's episode. Hopefully I got the sequence correct. Uh, with Rebecca Contreras, where she took a skill that she was very good mm-hmm. at that took her all the way to the White House. Mm-hmm. She was badass in human resources and decided to build her own business. She has three branches of that business. There's corporate, there's nonprofit. Like Vettel said, her skill, her badassery in being so good in human resources led to something beyond human resources. She owns it. She's like in 15 different states serving people. She has hundreds of employees. Mm-hmm. And this woman tells us about her journey and wrote this book about her getting her GED. She didn't get to traditional schooling. And here she is mm-hmm. million dollar entrepreneur yeah. who took a technical skill from a traditional job that became like a badass traditional job at the white house and turned it into a freaking amazing business model yeah. so we can all do that we can blow it up with the two or three four or five things that we love from our traditional job can become a really profitable side hustle and that's mm-hmm. when we talk to clients when we coach our clients like mm-hmm. what do you love what do you enjoy what what is the unique part about you that you can share with the world what are people going to what, what can people buy from you yeah. i was just thinking like i really like shooting the shit at work and talking shit <laughs> we have this podcast yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you can. You can donate to the shit talking. This this skill, this shit talking skill, it can't be free. No. It can't be. No, it takes it. years. It takes years of experience. Okay, <laughs> it takes years of life. Okay, okay. no, for real. Though. This um, banter is twenty years plus in the making. making. <laughs> we know you like this banter. Donate now. Levelupnatina.com.
know. I feel it's been a good conversation. Anything, any last words or advice or tips on the traditional versus entrepreneur or going from traditional to entrepreneur? No, like explore, explore, explore. Yesterday in the Gilfish Squad, we we told you know, the women that were, you know, in their 20, 25, mid 20s, like go out there, explore, explore another career path. You might think you, you know, you got to where you're at and like, oh my God, this is, I'm here. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know if I want to be here. And it's like, if someone would have told us that back then when we're in our twenties, like, I think things would have been different. Like yeah. I, thought, I never thought I would, I would work at a nonprofit. Yeah. Wow. A legal nonprofit. Yeah. 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 When I was so people, when I was in college, if someone asked me what I was going to be when I grew up, not this, like, <laughs> no, like I didn't know this was my path at yeah. all. Like, thank God I got that first job that I took seriously pay for, to pay for yeah, travel, typical true. Irene to pay for travel. I got a job with a nonprofit. One nonprofit led to another, led to another. And I'm like, I love this industry because I like, like mission work. Like I like feeling good about, you know, I'm not selling it. fucking pencils, you know, I'm selling yeah lives yeah. i'm not selling lives that sounds like sexual Pens. trafficking Pens. i'm selling change i'm transforming lives you transforming pencils yeah no nothing against pencil salesmen <laughs> <laughs> i hate that cliche with the typical line right it's like this guy's so good at sales he can he can sell you your own pencil yeah like, i already have my own pencil they can <laughs> sell sand at the beach like that whole yeah, thing yeah like, come on dude not to me <laughs> i ain't buying <laughs> shit at the beach <laughs> You ain't braiding my hair. You ain't rubbing my neck. I ain't buying I'll no seashells. Yeah, the beach is full of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Have you guys? But you've been in Brazil, right? You ladies have yes, been yeah. Yes. Okay. In Colombia, they're full of freaking salesmen. So you go well, from from Colombia. We didn't know. We la playa. Playa. We didn't make it into the like actual playa, but we were by the water. Mm -hmm. But in Brazil, what I remember is that they in you know Copacabana or whatever. Yeah. Copacabana. Oh. yeah, Copacabana. Copacabana. Yeah. Go like you get there or anything like that. There's people selling and you know, you I, I forgot my bathing, so there's people fucking selling yeah, bathing. Oh no, yeah, la tanga. I feel like it's really your sunscreen, your yeah. skin lotion. Todo. Todo. Like tú no más, yo voy a la playa and you get there and you you you're like no traigo nada. Pues aquí está todo. Aquí está todo. Uh, I kind like, of don't like it. Epitome. Good for them. Yeah. But I, it's like, oh my god, it's a little overwhelming. Oh, like, the it's like, yeah, 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 but at the same time, I'm just like, this is cool because I had to, you go through all that hassle packing it at home. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. then I'm like, I Baller. don't want to walk Baller the five year, the five years of, of sand, <laughs> of torture, <laughs> the torture, burning my feet and tripping on shit <laughs> to get to the. Beto went from here to Brazil. So it took five years walking. <laughs> she went walking my, from Compton. To not pack a beach chair. <laughs> At least she didn't lose her chancla, como dice el mar. Okay. Oh my god. But anyway. But you're right. Like the entrepreneurs hustled. You could have bought it all there and your coco. Your yeah. coco cayó de la de la de la quesito, oh, yeah. ese de la quesito como fritito. Ay, oh yeah. Anyway, oh, everything's delicious. delicious. I'm like, I might get chorro. Who cares? Who cares? But get the chorro. Yeah. yeah. Experience it. If Take you didn't get chorro on vacation, did you even go on vacation? Oh my god. <laughs> but at the end of the day. You, it's never too late to pivot. It's never too late to change. It's never too late to make decisions to go in a different direction or use the skills that you love and you've learned that work for you to create and design the life you want to That's live, right. the work that you want to That's do. Right. So thank you all for joining us at this episode of Level of Latina. We thank you so much for tuning in weekly. If you check, if you if you binge us, thank you so much, Damien, because our voices might get a little cray cray sometimes. But I've know, got three voices in one in this podcast. Who gonna judge me, boo? Who gonna check me? <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. This is my business. Hola.
<laughs> oh, that's so sexy. That sounded like sexy, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you so much. And if anything in this topic that you know resonated or you want to keep the conversation going, you know, always you can always shoot us a DM. Uh, you can get us in, you can get in contact with us through Facebook or Instagram at Level of Latina. You can also send us an email to admin at levelofatina.com. Any questions you might have regarding our services, you could always go to our website, levelofatina.com. You can sign up for our, you know, our 30-minute free assessment to see if we're the woman that you want to work with for that coaching for leveling up to making decisions on where you where you want to be. And we can help guide you there. Also, we're on Twitter at Latina underscore up. And if you like our podcast and you want to do a shout out for your business, for your homegirls, or or you know, put your name out there. You can also do a podcast shout out with Level of Latina. You can find that information on our website at www.levelofatina.com. So thank you again for being here. Gracias. Gracias. En vivo. En vivo y en directo. Bueno, en directo. Y coleando. Coleando. Don't forget to level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. A cantar, Cecilia.